All right, we're live here. Good afternoon, folks. Hope you're having a good one. You're having a great one, in fact. Uh, before I get started here, you all know the deal. If you're watching on YouTube, please take five seconds to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. If you're not joining us on YouTube, why not head over there right now and search for Sub2Empire. And um, we're the only ones out there that has that name, so uh, you're not going to get lost. But uh, head over there, check out all the good content we've uploaded over the past couple of years. We would greatly appreciate it. Okay, so a couple of days ago, I sat down with a certified Gallup Strengths Coach to talk about what my strengths are and what it is that I bring to the table and what I can offer to people who I do business with. That's what I thought it was going to be about. But I was a little taken aback at what I actually learned. So, you know, I've done... I've done many of these types of assessments. I've done, uh, I've done DISC, I've done Myers-Briggs, I've done the predictive index, but this short one hour call was a real eye opener for me and really was not at all what I thought I was getting into. Not only did we talk about the areas where I naturally quote shine, I guess, um, but we talked about how to recognize those areas uh, of strengths that can actually be a hindrance on both myself and my business. It was a really great conversation. Uh, it was an even better conversation, not just because of what I learned, but because of who was who I was speaking with, who was coaching me. And that was my beautiful wife, Shelly. Uh, you'll see her around from time to time. Uh, she's kind of hovers around in the background sometimes, but uh, she is a certified strengths coach through Gallup. And she's one heck of a listener and a, 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 a beast problem solver. Um, the information she presents is backed up by over 50 years of research through Gallup, and it will absolutely blow your mind. Uh, I think you'll get out a lot of what I think you'll get a lot out of what she has to say. And um, if at the end of the, the video, you think you might want to schedule a discovery call with her, I'm going to leave a um, I'm going to leave a link, a direct link to her calendar. You can schedule 15 minutes with her and just find out what this whole self-assessment uh, thing is all about, uh, particularly when it pertains to Gallup. It's really, really interesting. I think you'll find it uh, extremely helpful. Uh, so what I'm going to do, uh, this was a pre-recorded video that I'm just actually going to kind of inject here right now. And um, I'm going to step away and kind of just let it play and uh, going to expose myself a little bit here. So I am a little bit nervous about it, but I think it's uh, I think it's good for me. I think it's a good thing. So let me go ahead and bring this up. I'm going to get it started, and I am just going to jump out of the way. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Okay, Jeff, we got the recording going. Um, I'm Shelly Kaufman. I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, and this is my beloved husband, Jeff, who we're going to go through his strengths. So uh, I guess the, the first question, just to start off, uh, we already kind of took a little bit of time to connect and get caught up to speed and all of that good stuff. So we're ready to, to dive right on in. Very good. So you did your assessment. So let's start with this. So everybody, regardless of who they are, has natural talent. And this is just inherent in us. It's just something that it kind of helps shape who we are. And oftentimes we don't even realize that we have a talent. 
And within the Gallup research, which is over 50 years, by the way, they have learned that if we really focus on developing our talents, we can translate those into strengths. And so then it begs the question of what is a strength? Well, a strength is something that be, that is so natural to you that you might often not even see it as a strength. It's something that you can easily draw on and it's how you do things, it's how you think and it's how you feel and it's how you basically move about your day um, and it's how you can accomplish things uh, when you set a goal. And an important factor to understand is that there's two sides of the coins to, to a strength. When we're using the strength in a very mindful and healthy way, it really is a strength. That's when we're in what's called the balcony of using that strength. We're using it really well. It's energizing. It is fun for us. We kind of lose track of time. Everything puts us in a state of flow. However, because it is a coin, there is a downside. Sometimes we can we can use our strengths in an ineffective way that prevents us from accomplishing what we really want. And it's that's the time when the strength then becomes a weakness. I call that going into the basement. So if you have a strength, there's this fine line. Sometimes when it's used really well, it's a strength. Sometimes when you're stuck on it, it's a weakness. So we have to learn to discern between those two. And at this point, you said that your goal is really just kind of getting a little bit more education on this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to seek to do in this. Um, so now um, what I'd like to maybe just address is a little bit is the four domains of strengths that we have and the domains themselves they they're basically swim lanes and if you think about it like an olympic pool you can swim in that lane but you can also go under the lines and go into another lane and do something else so domains are not rigid they're they're meant to kind of flex and flow so let's review what those domains are one is executing and it's all about how you do things. It's about getting things done. Okay, so that's one domain. Another domain is influencing, and that's exactly what you think it is. It's being able to influence others in some way, shape, or form. And it's our internal experience of being able to influence others. Another domain is relationship building. And that's exactly what, it, what you think it is. It's about how you interact and the value of relationships and how you go about building relationships. And then there is strategic thinking, which is all about how are you going to get things done. So I'm going to pause and just see if there's any initial questions so far. No. Okay. No, so the Okay, good. So the concept I really want to reinforce to help everybody understand is if you're really strong in strategic thinking, that doesn't mean that you can't use strategic thinking to impact relationship building, influencing, or executing. Okay? Because again, these are domains. They're swim lanes. You can either swim in that lane or you can swim into other lanes with those strengths. So they're not silos. So that's so important to understand because people get stuck. And where we have to catch our thinking is if we happen to lead with, in your case, 
um, strategic thinking, we tend to think, oh, well, I'm not good at relationship building or I'm not good at influencing. That's not true. We just have to learn how to use strategic thinking strengths to support those other domains. I'm going to pause and see if there's any questions or clarifications. Nope. Let's okay. just roll with it. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. All right. So one of the first things that we really want to do is start to name the strengths and really kind of understand what it is we're talking about when we say that we have certain strengths. So your number one strength is strategic. And this happens to be in the strategic thinking domain. So people that are exceptionally talented in strategic theme, they often create ways to proceed. When you're faced with a given scenario, you quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. So how does that land on you right now? I, before you even said it, I already, when you, when you define the four do domains, I've already, I already thought that that's where I landed. Okay. This is good. So there's already a connection. Now the, this is in this one. So this one's obvious to you. It's not a blind spot. I will say that there are some strengths that we, as we uncover, it might be a blind spot for you. So let's dive into strategic just a little bit more to really kind of understand how you embody it. What, how does this come through for you? Because this is really the, the important piece of you can have the knowledge of what strategic is from a, uh, a knowledge standpoint, but unless you connect it with how you behave, how you think and how you feel, that doesn't transfer into wisdom. We want it to become wisdom. So, um, folks with strategic, we can kind of have some mantras that help us really understand it a little bit better. So with strategic, I am willing to consider all the possibilities so the best isn't missed. I will find the best route moving forward. I bring creative anticipation, imagination, and persistence. I need freedom to make mid-course corrections. I love seeing a way when others assume there is no way. I hate doing things the way we've always done them. The metaphor for, for strategic is having a great peripheral vision of things. They can see the whole field, whereas some are really kind of focused and narrowed. The barrier to this strength, sometimes when you're using this strength in a way that, it, that lends it to become a weakness, is when... Uh, you always have to try something different. So I just want to pause. And was there any one of those statements that really just kind of either jump out at you as, oh, yes, I do that, or one that maybe caused some confusion if you're not quite for sure? Uh, there's not just one. There are many statements there that I think that, that uh, as you would say, as you like to say, land on me. They, mm -hmm. they, I, there are a few statements there that definitely... Uh, I adopt, I have adopted and use probably every day. Okay. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Let's, let's have you speak more about it so that you can really connect and identify with strategic of how it shows up in your life. If you can pull up some examples, that would be fantastic. Well, one is for sure. Um, the whole reason that I, I'm in creative finance and, and the whole reason that I, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think about, I like to say that I think about this stuff differently than, than a lot of other people. I like to find ways to make, 
to make these things work when, when other people have given up and, um, I've built an entire career based, at least in real estate, based upon that. Yeah. That's really the whole, the, if I go way back to when I first started, that's, and I think about it hard enough, that is really what I was looking for. I wasn't yeah. looking for a standard way to do really much of anything. And, you know, I just, um, always had that. I still do have that belief that if you do what other people are doing, you're going to get what other people get. And, uh, that's just not good enough for me. Yeah. So I definitely hear the, the contribution is I bring creative anticipation, imagination, and persistence. Mm -hmm. And yep. I also really hear in, in your words, the connection to, I love seeing a way when others assume, assume there is no way that comes really clear to what I'm yep. hearing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is very accurate. Very good. Okay, so let's contrast these themes because sometimes they can get a little bit confusing and if you just think, well, is it strategic or is it something else? So let's compare and contrast strategic with analytical, okay? So the strategic theme is the natural evaluator of possibilities, of what's even possible, whereas analytical is the natural evaluator of realities. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really interesting because, you know, even with you and I, your number one is strategic. My number four is analytical. And so we can kind of see that you can see and maybe feel the difference in knowing, okay, well, why is this person so different from me? And then maybe in your mind, you're thinking, why can't people see the possibilities here? And it very well might be that you're working with somebody that's high in analytical, that's not going to necessarily think about the possibilities. They're more focused on what they perceive as the realities. Okay. You had me confused there. Cause you said your number four, my number fourth strength. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's not your number one. That's number four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's kind of one of those, they're up on the high ones. So the, the top five are the, the themes and the strengths that you pull on effortlessly. That these are just so easy to you. And when you are able to stay in your top five strengths, even down to the, the top 10, the, the five to 10 get a little bit more challenging, but you can still draw upon those. But these are the things that just so easy become so easy. Okay. So let's do another one. Let's compare strategic with focus. Okay. So strategic is consider alternative, alter, alternative routes. Okay. So which way could I go? Whereas focus is, is they concentrate on a single destination. They're not really too worried about all of the possibilities. Again, they are so focused on getting to that point. So I just want to pause and just see, you know, which one, which one lands on you. I mean, strategic is your number one. And let's see, um, on focus, let me see where this is for you. Just as we compare them. Give me a moment. I've got your report up and I'll get to the grid that shows me this. Focus is number 12 for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can see. I could see um, if I have a if I have a goal. Or I have a deadline. It takes that. Probably more so a deadline. Let's you know, for you know, take taxes, for example, if I have a deadline, I can get in there and make sure that the CPA has everything they needs. And, but it takes a deadline to do that. Yeah. But if also, 
I don't know if this would be more considered a, a goal or more just a, a dream or a vision, but I have I do have a an end in mind, uh, and I don't know that every decision I make when I sit down necessarily is driving me towards that end goal. But I do have I do I say and I keep saying goal, but I don't know if every time I sit down I don't know that what I'm doing right now as I sit down is going to drive me to uh, drive me to that vision or drive me to that whatever that end game is you know so yeah what if that's your strategic think thinking the strategic strength maybe not being used as well as it could and that it's preventing you from success that's when the strength moves to a weakness do you think that that might be a possibility I think so because I I'm, I think I'm always thinking so well strategically that um, it's not focused on one thing. All the all the all the different things, all the different strategies, or uh, all the different little things that I have to do in my business. You know, if you were to take one particular, um, I'll say vertical, yeah. or one particular item that one item has multiple there's multiple ways to figure that out for me that's the way my brain works mm -hmm. and so if that's not pointing if if that doesn't get me closer to my vision uh, i i call that that's my squirreliness i i um i can have a goal for for everything that i do but i just uh, there's all kinds of different ways of going about it that's why it took me you know six months to to uh, design and build a single website because I have just so many different ideas about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, th yeah, I think that example really does highlight, I mean, just the whole purpose and the, the business that you've created, creative financing. It's mm -hmm. all about possibilities. That, that whole concept keeps you in your number one strength of strategic. Mm -hmm. But the execution sometimes, the daily grind of getting things done, it, it's a little bit harder because those the executing strengths is, is a little bit further down the line. It's definitely you're, you're stronger and more strategic and uh, influencing more so than executing in relationships. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but part of the coaching series would help you be able to really understand strategic and start to recognize when that strength is maybe taking a travel down into the basement and maybe causing some frustrations. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, you know, when, when you have that and you, you know, you're, you're, you're struggling to execute because you're seeing all of the possibilities. Do you actually feel that in your body? Can you, can you experience and notice yes. the shift? Yeah. Okay. It yeah. is frust It's a, it's a sense of frustration and not knowing not knowing what to, what next step to take. And so I will, as a way to relieve that, I may get up from my desk and walk away from it. And it's not trying to avoid it. It's just, I, I'm so overwhelmed with what I have to do. Mm -hmm. Or my, my uh, I have so many different ideas. I, it takes me a long time to wrangle in one and just go with it. Yes. Yeah. So with, with this just, focus on strategic is it starting to make a little bit sense about why that's your ex experience with it yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah. yeah okay all right 
Well, let's move on to another one. So, you know, you've got restorative is number two, activator is number three, command is four, and responsibility of five. Of all of those, you know, is there one that when you hear it, you're just not quite sure what it is that we can might you, be? Can you repeat them? Yes. Restorative. I don't know what restorative means. Okay. That, that, yeah. Okay. And then activator, command. Let's just go through all of them because I don't know. I mean, that. We'll just you, go down the line. Okay. Yeah. All right. So restorative. Um, so for contrast, this is my number one strength. So it's your number two, it's my number one. So we kind of can combine in our strength here. So people who are exceptionally talented in the restorative theme are adept at dealing with problems. They're good at figuring out what's wrong and resolving it. So if we think about this for a moment, you know, just imagine that there is this wheel that circles around the center of something, okay? And the purpose of this wheel is that it has to maintain a steady 10 miles per hour, no matter what. That's its job. And you're responsible for ensuring that it stays circling around that center point at 10 miles per hour. But let's just say that someone comes by and accidentally, unintentionally, kicks a pebble and it puts that pebble directly in the path so that when the wheel comes around, it bumps over it and eventually we start to see a pattern that it circles around, it bumps the rock and it slowly over time reduces the speed. It can't maintain the 10 miles per hour. What do you do? You just remove the pebble, don't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you, or you compensate for it, yeah. Right, but if it's if it's the simple thing is just it's got a circle, that's its job at ten miles yep. per hour. Yep. You literally just you you quickly realize just remove the stone, clear the path, problem fixed. There you yep. go. Let's, okay, so let's get some statements to better understand restorative, and it's important to understand that restorative can manifest in many different ways. For some people, restorative means literally taking an engine and repairing it. It was broken and you fix it. It could mean a mechanical strength of, okay, the clock is broken. I'm gonna take it down off the wall. I'm gonna take it apart. I'm gonna figure out what's wrong. I'm gonna repair it and then put it back up. Those are mechanical types of examples of restorative, but restorative can also be, you know, with relationships, situations, feelings, all kinds of things. So we have to understand that restorative isn't just about fixing a tangible thing. It can also mean trying to fix something that's very subtle. Emotions, thoughts, feelings. You know, uh, therapists could be really strong and restorative. They probably can't fix an engine or repair a clock, but they can help you repair a thinking pattern that's gone wrong. I want to pause and see if that makes sense and if there's any questions. Nope, that makes sense. Okay, so let's get into our I, statement. I, I place where I would place how I how that applies to me. Yeah, let's get into that. Because uh, I think I'm good at both of those things. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Well, I always looked at the, the relationship part of that as as it relates to this is um, 
is trying to be trying to maybe not I don't know if um, maybe just trying to be friendly just I was maybe it's the avoiding conflict thing that I liked I, I'd rather have a peaceful <clears throat> a peaceful scenario with somebody no matter what I mean even people that have maybe um, and this may be something that's further down the list I don't know but maybe it, maybe even people that have um, maybe not done right by me or something. I still want to maintain like this peaceful, this peaceful thing with them. Yeah. I want that to be fixed anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's good to start thinking about it because you know, the, the magic in this is to, to understand what it is and then how it shows up in you. That's where the magic is. Cause once you start to really see that, then you have these moments of, Oh, no wonder why I'm struggling right now. My, my strength of restorative, I, I'm not using that. It's, it's, it's in the basement right now. How can I shift that to where I'm living in this strength? That's where really the magic comes in. Okay, let's go through these statements. So the being statement, I am not intimidated by points of pain or dysfunction. The doing aspect, I will look for bugs in the system, diagnose what ails. The contribution aspect, I bring courage and creativity to problematic situations. And the need here, the requirement, I need problems that must be solved. Restorative loves to solve the problem. Restorative gets very frustrated when there's a theoretical problem and there's no solution to it. Mm -hmm. The value, I love finding solutions. I hate the idea that problems will disappear if they're ignored. The metaphor is a detective or an inspector finding solutions, finding those resolutions along the way. And the barrier for folks that have a restorative high can be that they're perceived as negative because of the association with problems. So I wanna just pause and just ask you, what lands on you? Hmm. Well, every, every one of those lands on me. I feel, I don't know. I just, I think that every one of those applies to me. Yeah. So let's start kind of thinking about examples or instances where it was really clear that restorative was in play for you. Um, I'll have to hear the, um, I mean, I would have to hear the. The statements again? The, yeah, the yeah. Statements again. yeah. Well, just think about it in general. Like what are the problems that you like to fix? In the business, I like to fix. I like to fix problems for. For obviously our our customers, or sellers. I like to fix problems for our buyers. Or seller finance buyers. And I like the main thing I like to fix is I like to I like to be able to. Fix what is perceived as a uh, a bad deal. And I like to turn it into something that is insanely profitable. Mm. That is, that's fun to me. Yeah. So this is where I hear the being, I am not intimidated by points of pain or dysfunction. For sure. When, when you're in your restorative strength, when you hear those pain points and those dysfunctions, that actually gives you excitement because it's sure. something that you can solve. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very, 
that stuff is very, very basic for me. Like I don't have any issue tackling that stuff at all. Yeah. And, and I also heard with that statement too, the contribution that I bring courage and creativity to problematic situations. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those where you don't have, it doesn't seem like you have a fear about all of those. Matter of fact, the, the more complex the problem or the situation, the more energetic you get with trying to find a solution. And this is where strategic and restorative really pair very nicely in this aspect. Because it's yep. just, how can I fix the problem and create a win for everybody? Yeah, that's true. Because I generally, uh, generally, genuinely get bothered when I, when I finally exhaust every option that there, that I, that I know of, it bothers me. I can't, that I can't, Yeah. you know, that can't help that situation. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So how is it in your experience when you have a problem and you can't solve it? Can you think about a time where you've had that experience? Oh yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times. Okay. Yeah. I mean, could be, um, could be a deal. Could have been a, a relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, those are probably the two, two, two best examples that I have. Yeah. Okay. Let's compare and contrast this theme with something else. So let's compare restorative with strategic. So here we go. Your number one and number two pairing together. Restorative is going to be the troubleshooter, whereas strategic is going to be the map maker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so strategic is going to say, okay, here's a map of how we can do it. But then restorative is going to kick in to say, ah, there's a there's a tree fallen in the path. I need to get my chainsaw and fix this so I can clear the path. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yep. Okay. Totally. Okay. Do are you do you think that you're able to kind of maybe have enough insight with strategic and restorative to now pay attention to when you're working? or even just in relationship, basically any time, because these strengths can manifest at any different point in relationship, whether it's professional or personal, to maybe start discerning, ah, this is strategic. I'm, I'm using strategic here, or I'm using restorative. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so natural to me. I don't, I don't know that I would ever even recognize it. Yes. So this, this is where it becomes a little bit more focused attention to really understand how you can use it. Let's do another one. Let's um, compare and contrast restorative with positivity. Positivity is another strength and positivity is in the relationship building domain. So restorative says, I intentionally invade problem areas to restore the original state. Mm -hmm. Whereas positivity is, I intentionally evade problem areas to maintain my emotional state. So original state, so getting things back to a good point versus positivity is all about emotion. Hmm. So let me ask you this. When, when you're fixing a problem on a scale of like zero to 10, 10 being extremely important, where is emotion in that for you when you start to approach a problem? Very low. Very, very low. Like probably one. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's put this into context. Let's see where you are on positivity in your report. So positivity is 18th of your mm-hmm. 34. So it's kind of there down on the lower one. It's kind of confusing because I, I get, well, I guess, I guess you could confuse a, that word positivity with optimistic because I do feel like I'm super optimistic person. Yeah. 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 So I guess the, the definition helps, but yeah, yep. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, again, what's important too is understanding positivity is part of relationship building. So we've all met those people that are always positive. I mean, there could be the biggest problem, the biggest disaster come and they will find something positive about it. So, you know, that's one theme. Whereas in this instance with restorative being and executing the emotions, not the most important, the, the, the most important is fix the problem. Let's fix the problem. Let's get it done. I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, you know, if you have somebody that is high in positivity in their top five and you're high in restorative, there could be some opportunity for misunderstanding. You know, both want to be able to address the the issue or the problem, but the positive person is going to want to maintain positive, uplifted emotion, whereas Mm -hmm. the restorative strength is going to want to just say, I want to fix the problem. Yeah. I can I can tell you for sure that um, I don't know if I if I run into a if I have a problem with someone in my mind I initially I'm initially a like a a kind of a negative a negative negative in my mind but I always I always seem to try and I try to turn that into something uh, optimistic or, or about that person I always. Like I, you, you know me well. I give a lot of second chances. Yeah. I give a lot of second chances to people. So I, um, I don't know. I think I'm, but I'm just naturally optimistic. Mm-hmm. Although initially in my mind it goes into a, a a bad place. Like, you know, like I, I'm I'm silently cursing someone out, or I'm silently uh, I'm silently having this conversation with someone that is putting them down, or not, maybe not even putting them down, but showing them what they did wrong or something, you know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But then here we go. I mean, that happens and that's a very natural thing. It's a self-defense mechanism that kicks in of here's, here's how it's wrong. And it's, it's the natural judgment and evaluation that comes up when something is off. And so this Mm -hmm. is, you know, knee jerk reaction. This is all reaction for all of us, but then restorative kicks in for you of Mm -hmm. how can I repair this? Mm-hmm. How can this be repaired? And there's a mental processing and an understanding of, okay, well, these negative feelings that are not helpful, they're, they're, they're life alienating, they're not life giving, those are not helpful. So therefore, how can I, how can I shift to fix it and maintain getting it back to the original state? Does that resonate? Very Yep. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Okay, so that's restorative. So, you know, now we can we can really kind of start with, since we understand it a little bit, we can start to see how it shows up in your experience, which is going to be unique to you. Um, I think we have one more time, time for one more, and that's activator. 
and activator is in the influencing domain. So this is all about influencing other people. Um, and we have to kind of check our assumptions and our biases here. Influencing isn't isn't a bad thing. It can be really good provided that we've got good intention to it. So, you know, we all want to be able to have a positive influence. So let's take a look at activator. So people exceptionally talented in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They want to go do things now rather than simply talking about them. So you're shaking your head. What are you thinking? Yeah. That's, that is, well, yeah, I mean, that is exactly the way that I think. Not, I don't know that it's always the way that I, um, I don't know if executes the right word I'm looking for, but definitely the way that I think. Yeah. 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 So let's go through some of the statements to start to understand it a little bit more. Okay. So uh, the being state, I am impatient with inactivity. And I just giggle because I know you. <laughs> so that that resonates. So then doing, I will create momentum. I will bring a catalytic sense of urgency. I need less discussion and more action. I love initiation and instigation. Mm -hmm. I hate waiting and wasting time. The metaphor here is getting out of the box quickly, getting out of the box quickly. So just like going at it as, as quickly as you can. But the barrier there, and uh, I'm sure this is going to you know, resonate, is leaping before looking. I know that we always have the analogy of, you know, whenever you see a cliff, you instantly think, ooh, I'm going to run and jump off of it and hope that there's water to jump into. And some mm -hmm. other folks with other strengths, maybe not activator, might be like, hmm, maybe I need to go look and see what's below there before I just jump. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I've always had I've always had that mentality of uh, I'll learn as I go. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. I don't see a whole lot of value in, in, um, in education unless you're going to Unless you're going to take take some action, you know we've had that discussion. I don't know how many people that I know are extremely well educated, but we're working side by side, and so you know I might not have that the same education that they have, but we're working side by side. I learn mine through doing; they learn theirs through through you know through uh, some kind of education formal or not. Yeah. I, I don't, I just I, I prefer to um, I prefer to learn things by being hands on. Yes. And so here's another one with activator. It's kind of a subtle nuance here, but activator is really good about getting others to take action, too. So they literally kind of like spark the fire underneath them. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 yes, they take actions. They don't want to talk about it too much, even for themselves but a real gift of the activator strength is how they can light a fire for other people and lighting a fire, meaning not burn them, you know, not absolutely take your blow torch torch out and, and uh, blaze them to the ground, but, but lighting a fire, igniting that movement, getting them going to, to do exactly what you said, 
take action. You're going to learn by taking action. So activator is a wonderful strength to help reinforce. Try something, learn something and immediately try it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So let's uh, maybe even take the learn portion out of that. Just go do it. Just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> go do it and learn then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you can see how sometimes this might, this strength has the potential to become a weakness, you know? And so this is where sometimes some folks get caught in analysis paralysis, you know? It's like the, ooh, especially if they're high in analytical and deliberative, they're gonna want all of the information before they act. But activator's gonna say, no, 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 no. Just go do it, then you'll learn it. It's probably also the reason why I, I love the saying, or I love, I actually, not, I don't just love the saying, I love, I love the doing part of like the failing part of, of things. It's, it's, I, it's such an opportunity to, to learn and to, to know what not to do. And, um, you don't, you don't get to experience that. You don't get to learn. You don't get the full, you're never going to get the full, um, the full effect if you're learning that from a book. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I mean, you know, I have, failed miserably at a lot of this stuff but i also look back at it now and i go man i am i am the smartest person that i know about that topic so i yeah i can see um that's definitely that's Mm -hmm. definitely right up my alley yeah yeah absolutely and so and that's the thing that it's just so you that it it's effortless it's not a struggle. And when you can say in that strength, it actually gives you more energy and it motivates you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you have to draw down on the lesser strengths, it's harder to do. It's so mm-hmm. much harder to do. Let's yeah. compare and contrast a few themes to help really understand it a little bit better. So let's compare activator and intellection. Okay, so intellection is all about ideas, lots of creating ideas. So activator says there is no substitute for action. Whereas intellection says there's no substitute for thinking. So kind of reinforcing and highlighting what we were talking a little bit ago about, okay, well, are you, are you a doer or are you a thinker? You're probably, there's going to be a bias one way or the other. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm more of a doer. Um, but I also, we just talked about this. I also like to have a, I always like to have a plan for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's the strategic. That's the oh, strategic. Yeah. 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 How, how are you going to do it? But, but really watch in your daily life when the ways that you could do it become a hindrance. That's what we really got to walk out, watch for. That's when that strength kind of isn't used as a strength. It's kind of becoming a little bit of a weakness. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I can recognize that. Yeah. 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 Cool. So let's compare another one. Activator and deliberative. Okay. So activator is you do it until you get it right. Whereas deliberate deliberative says do it when you get it right. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel that at all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Trial by trial by fire is my, that is my go-to trial by fire. Just get out and do it. Yep. You don't need permission. Yeah. You don't need, um, you only need to, you only need to have the idea and then 
once the seed is planted, then you can get out and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's you really working in your strengths and you know, what comes with this is once that there's again, where there's knowledge of it. So you have a little bit more knowledge about strategic restorative and activator, but now it takes a little bit of inquiry, you know, keeping them in the back of your mind when you're going about your day and really kind of pausing and reflecting at the end of the day of, okay, what did I do today that I lost track of time? I was in flow. I was really enjoying it. What's interesting is see if you can connect those situations to when you were using your strengths. And then the inverse is true. Think about those times when you have your day of when you are just absolutely drained of energy. You are frustrated at what you have to, to do. You're not enjoying it. Pay attention to those moments because it's likely that your your top strengths are not being used. And, yeah. the, and the opportunity for transformation really comes is when you see that you're in one of those ruts where you're doing something and it's just sucking the life force out of you. You don't want to do it. You feel the tension coming in your body. You see the emotions get a little, a little unstable. This is a really great sign to kind of pause to say, ah, okay, how might I be able to draw on my top five strength or even my top 10 to allow this, allow me to still get this done, but working in strength to get the activity done. And oftentimes that simple mindset shift of just, ah, I'm going to use my restorative strength to fix this problem once and for all. So I don't have to feel like this about this task. Hmm. Okay. I know how I can apply that almost immediately. Would yeah, because you... I was really, really stuck yesterday on something. Um, and so let's, I want to talk this out. Yeah. I want to talk this. So this problem, this is a problem that I was having. Uh, you know, we, we build, we build funnels to get people through funnels. And so in my mind, somebody, somebody says to me, okay, let's go build a funnel. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, we, you know, we're going to do, we're going to give something away. We're going to get people into our funnel. We're going to, uh, you know, have them go through this, this process. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can do, I can visualize that. I can see it, but what is it that I am at each stage of that? I don't, I don't have the creativity. I don't think that I, I have, it's not, it doesn't come natural naturally to me to have to, I don't have this creativity to create the actual, like I get, I get the big picture, but I don't have the creativity. I think mm -hmm. it takes me a long time to, to acquire it. Like it takes me a probably five times longer than your normal human being to actually understand it, understand where I want to go with it so that I can design it and make it presentable to somebody else. I have to have an answer to get to every single one of those steps. And I, it's, it's, um, this, this probably is more, probably applies a lot to the, uh, the perfectionism thing. I, I want every step to be absolutely perfect so that I don't have to go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. So help me with that. Help yeah. me understand why that, where does that come from? How do I, and how do I, what is it that I'm not recognizing? that can help me overcome that. 
So the, this is an, an excellent insight. And I'll show you from a strengths perspective why that is. So if we look at this, this is all of your 34 strengths in a grid that shows it by domain. What you're talking about is that you're really great about understanding the strategy, the strategic thinking about what you want to get done, mm -hmm. but you've only got, you know, two strengths in executing in your top five. Mm. This is why you sit down, you understand the need, you understand the value, you understand the strategy, but when you sit down to actually execute it, it's because executing is a little bit harder for you. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but this is when you would want to be able to perhaps, you know, get your strategic thinking and check about the strategy of why you're doing it. And then perhaps connect with the activator aspect and be able to actually put it into place. So real quick, what is the responsibility and the execution? What is the, res what is the definition Gallup's def definition of responsibility. What are we, what is that? Yeah, people exceptionally talented in responsibility, they take psychological ownership of what they say that they will do. They are committed to stable oh, values such as honesty and loyalty. Yeah, okay. That and makes so, sense because I, I do have a pretty strong drive to yes. follow with what I'm going to say. And, um, so that kind of makes sense. Like, so if I'm sitting down writing out an email campaign, I have it in my mind what needs to happen. Um, and then when it comes to the execution part, I can't, I, I really, really hate doing email campaigns. I, I can't, it's not, it's not fun to me. I just, mm -hmm. but I do feel like I have a responsibility to do it. Yes. Because I have to deliver this stuff to the people that, Yes, you know what I, mean? I do. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And so this is an example that if you can stay and so writing the email campaigns, it's all about, you know, talking to its connection with people. And it's not that you can't connect. You can. It's just how you do it is different. And your, you know, top 10 strength is relater. So it's more one on one. And so when you're writing email campaigns, that's to a lot of different people. You actually do better when you're just one-on-one -on -one with people. Well, I think I can take those. This is how I get by with it. This is interesting because this is how I get by with it. I like to be super, super personable in my emails. Yes. I don't put, so I guess that's weird. That's, that's kind of like a, you know, I love to tell, I love to tell stories in my emails. Mm -hmm. I like to be, I like to be transparent and, uh, and, and really, uh, well, just transparent with people. I like to be open with people. So yeah, that's really, that's, it's kind of eerie. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's wild that it recognized that. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is so, how it is. So, so, so yeah, like my responsibility to get these emails done is the reason that I work 16 hours a day because I feel like I have to get these. I've told somebody I was going to get these done. I have to get them done. And yes. so instead yes. of, uh, I don't have the natural ability to sit down, so it's just going to take me longer to get them done. It's going to take a little bit longer. And then and in here again, it's it's managing responsibility to keep it in the strength, to keep it in the balcony of, I get to do this. I have the responsibility. I get to do this. 
in this aspect because responsibility can be very punishing. I have to do this. I can't mm -hmm. trust anybody else to do it. So this, mm -hmm. this is where, you know, kind of using it as a strength keeps you at a point where you can execute it because mm -hmm. it, it feeds your strategy and it feeds that restorative. You're fixing a problem, but because executing isn't, really high, it takes a little bit more effort. But when you do so with your top five strengths, then you have that psychological connection that you want to be able to make these connections and share these stories and bond in that way. Okay. So real quick, get rid of the sharing your screen because you're getting real choppy over here. Uh-huh. And I just don't want to, I want to make sure we don't. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're about six, about five minutes left to go. Uh, you know, at this point, I'd, I'd like to just maybe ask if you can share any insights or aha moments, or if there was anything that just reinforced, oh yeah, or even maybe some clues to some blind spots, maybe. Well, isn't that what we've been doing all, all <laughs> No, um, no, this says a lot, just this short little and I didn't. I didn't review any of it. I didn't. I don't know any of the methodology behind it. Um, but it does. It's. It's. I'm a little. I'm a little um, at a loss for words. A little bit. Yeah. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. That's pretty wild. How do, I don't even know how they. How do they even? I mean, how do they even come up with this stuff? Fifty years of research. Uh, and what has happened is it was really uh, born of the thought of instead of trying to ask people to fix what's wrong with them, let's really help people understand what's right and what's good and what's really easy for them and feed that, give more attention to that so that grows. And so yeah. that's really the concept of, you know, don't worry about what you're not good at, understand it, and then use what you are good with to manage what you're not. And in right. instances where there's partnerships and businesses and relationships, it's being able to be very clear and very self-aware that I'm really good at these things. You're really good at that. So can we partner together to work towards a common goal? That's where it really gets rather yeah. magical to say the least. All right, guys, that's going to do it. For that video i hope you got something out of that it's uh uh i thought it i thought it was just totally fascinating but uh anyway that's it appreciate you joining me head on over to sub2empire.com if you want to check us out find out what we're all about and otherwise i will catch you later take care have a good one